Hillbilly Horror Stories presents Eerie Encounters. All of today's encounters will be about angels. Therefore, instead of background music, there will be some other background sounds that are a little more fitting for the subject. I hope you enjoy. My life has been hard and painful, but because of my growing awareness of my spirit and God, it has transformed into a life of light and love. One encounter took place when I was 14. I was neglected by my single mom who had problems of her own and could not give me the love and nurturing that every child deserves. I was pretty much fending for myself and found myself wandering some dark streets around 11 p.m., alone and frightened. I had no idea where I was and afraid of being raped as I had been before, or hurt in some other way. My so-called friends had abandoned me and left me to find my own way home. I was miles away with no money. I had my 10-speed bike with me, which I couldn't actually ride because I was intoxicated. Although I was usually pretty self-sufficient and never asked for help from anyone, I was feeling very vulnerable. I was afraid. I had a strong feeling that if I didn't get help soon, I would be in a very bad situation. So I I guess I prayed. Soon after that, I saw a brightly illuminated, smiling young man emerge from one of the darkened houses on that lonely street. He said, Hi, I'm Paul. I found his presence calming and beautiful. He said he wanted to help me. That's all I remember. The next thing I knew, I woke up in my bed at home with no idea how I got home or how my bike had got home with me. All I know is... I have a warm, glowing feeling every time I think about my angel, Paul. That was sent anonymously. When I was a student nurse back in the early 1980s, I was responsible for taking care of a middle-aged lady who was dying of leukemia. She was a lonely soul. Her daughters didn't much care for her and her husband rarely visited. He already had a new woman in his life. One evening, after making my patient comfortable, I glanced out the window and I saw a figure in the gardens. As I tried to look a little more closely, the figure seemed to fade out, becoming unfocused. I put it down to tiredness and dismissed the entire episode. As time progressed and my patient declined, the figure appeared more and more regularly. I told some colleagues about it and they just laughed, saying that I had an overactive imagination. Each day I would look through that window, and if the figure was there, I would wave a greeting. One day, arriving on the ward, I went to my patient, only to find the bed empty. My lady friend had died during the night. I worried that she had been frightened and alone. Looking through that same window in days to follow, I never saw that figure again. I can take comfort in believing that this being was probably my patient's guardian angel, who was waiting to escort her from this life to a place of peace and happiness. The story was sent from N. Seddon. My guardian angel showed himself in a real body. When I was in seventh grade, the first boyfriend that I ever had died. It took me by surprise and sent me into a hole of depression that I would hardly ever be dragged out of. In the ninth grade, I was sexually assaulted by a guy that I thought was my friend. That just further added to my sadness, and that night I tried to commit suicide. My best friend, whom I'd known since second grade, 
came to the realization that I needed help. He told me that life would eventually get better, even if it was very bad at the time. He came to prove it to me later on. We became better friends than we had ever been. We were even able to read each other's thoughts. He once promised me that he would always be by my side, forever. He said he would watch over me, dead or alive. That's when I asked him if he was my guardian angel. For a minute, there was a very strange look on his face, and finally he said, yes. He gave and still gives me advice on what to do, and always has a way of finding out what will happen next. I recently found out that he is dying of a fatal heart disorder. It is crushing me inside, but all I can hope for him is heaven, where he came from, and where his sacred spirit belongs. That message was sent anonymously. I was shopping at a local department store with my one-year-old son when the following happened. As I was looking at some product on the shelves, a computer hutch fell from a desk and struck my infant's head. The hutch bounced off his head and landed loudly next to the cart that he was in. I watched in horror as the force of the blow snapped my young child's neck back violently. He sat there dazed for a few minutes, then started to cry out in pain. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how badly he was hurt. He wasn't bleeding, but what about internal damage? I just stood there consoling my child, hoping that he was okay. An elderly African-American gentleman tapped me on the shoulder. He was wearing a brown raincoat and a hat, and he had a Bible tucked under his arm. May I pray for him? he asked. I just nodded my head mutely. He placed his hand on my son's head and prayed quietly for a few minutes. When he was done, my son stopped crying. I gave my son a big hug and turned around to thank the gentleman, but he was gone. I searched the aisles to find him, but he was nowhere to be found. He'd completely disappeared into thin air. I had my son x-rayed the next day, and he turned out to be fine, thanks to my guardian angel. That was sent by Myrna B. Many years ago, I was driving my daughter and some other children to school. I pulled up across the street from the entrance, as so many cars were pulling into the driveway, and I got out to help them all cross the street, not realizing that I had closed and locked my door. Frantic, I tried every door, but to no avail. I ran into the school to get a coat hanger, and I ran out to the car, which by now was idling very fast. I remember saying, Oh dear God, help me please. In that split second, a man dressed in what looked like 19th century clothes approached and said, Looks like you need some help. He didn't talk anymore, but in a minute, he had the lock popped with the coat hanger. Thank you so much, I said. I was so happy. I reached into my car to give him some money, which took all of a second, and when I looked up, he was gone. I looked all around in every direction. I should have seen him walking away because the area was so very open, and he couldn't have disappeared that fast. I know it was an angel, my guardian angel, and I will never think anything else as long as I live. That was sent in from Patricia N., 
On the morning of March 31st, 1987, around 3 a.m., I was asleep alone in my apartment. I was roused by three very gentle tugs on my bed covers near the foot of my bed. I had the covers up around my neck at the time, which is how I always sleep. I did not awaken, but I was aware of something. I guess I fell back asleep, but the same three gentle tugs came again. I was roused again, but did not open my eyes. The third time the tugging happened, I was awake enough to turn around to my right and open my eyes. What I saw was the most beautiful man standing by the bedroom wall. He stood very straight and his arms were straight down by his side. He had to have been almost eight foot tall. I say that because the ceilings in the apartment were at least that. And he almost reached them. A white light surrounded him from head to foot. All I could see of his skin were the hands and the face, which were dark bronze color. He was not looking at or facing me. He was, he was facing my open living room door. As I stared at him, I could see he was wearing the most beautiful long white robe. There was a sash around his waist of the same color, about six inches wide. The white robe was a shade of white so beautiful that I'd never seen anything like it before. He also had a white turban wrapped around his head covering all of his hair. What a beautiful face he had. He said, Do not be afraid. It is the voice of God. Read Isaiah, Man of the Patient Realm. I don't know how he got from the wall to the side of my bed, but somehow he was right there. He reached out of his mighty arms and bent over as if he were going to pick me up, which is exactly what he did. All of a sudden, I felt as if I was just a little baby, cradled in the arms of her mother, wrapped in a warm blanket. Then I heard a noise that sounded like a whizzing sound, and we were moving in that sound. Then we were standing on a very rich and beautiful earth, which somehow I could feel with what seemed to be my bare feet. We were in what was like a marketplace of some kind. There were others walking around like him in the same white robes. Some were alone, some were walking in twos. We were facing a booth that resembled a booth at a carnival. Inside that booth were three rows of large, handcrafted vessels. He was standing on my side and he said, Choose something. I don't have any money, I told him. He answered, You don't need money here. Everything is free. At that point, I remember hearing the same whizzing sound again, and we seemed to be moving at a great speed. We were standing by the same side of my bed again. He leaned over very slowly with me in his arms and gently placed me back into my body with great care. I could now feel my body in the bed, and he was gone. I thought about it for a while because it happened so fast. Then I got up out of bed and turned on the nightlight to write down, Isaiah, Man of the Patient Realm. For the next few days, I read the book of Isaiah. I found out that God is real. He heard all of my cries for help and had given me proof that he was indeed there. That story came from Kathy D. I've lived in a very abusive, very uncaring, very unemotional, very messed up family all of my life. I believe that I have an angel that sometimes comes to comfort me, 
or at least sends others to help me when I'm at my darkest moments. The first time I saw my angel, I was around a year old. I was at a huge family get-together with five generations of my mom's family. I was passed off in the living room with some family members who didn't care about me and acted like I wasn't there. I was positioned in front of a wall with my back towards everyone. I learned early on to try my best not to make any noise while the TV was on so I wouldn't get into any more trouble. I remember sitting directly in front of a wall and I couldn't take my eyes off of it. I felt like I was being pulled into a place and held in front of the wall. I had been staring at the wall for a while when I saw a figure in the wall. It was a man's face with shoulders and wings in the background. Every part of him had a light bluish tint to it. He had a very pretty face and he looked like he was in his 20s. His eyes were a darker shade of blue than the rest of him and he had medium long hair flowing around him. This may sound like I'm describing a female, but I knew it was a male. He was smiling and giggling with me as I smile and giggling back. He had the most gorgeous wings and when we giggled his wings fluttered up and down. I couldn't talk much or understand many words, but he told me, like he was sending a message directly into my mind, that everything would be okay. That was sent by Tasha. You have been listening to Hillbilly Horror Stories Presents Eerie Encounters. If you have an eerie encounter that you would like read on the show, please send it to hillbillyhorrorstories at gmail.com.